0: by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances and Micro Lending. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps clients achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. We create successful financial plans by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, budget development, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact Capital Coaching at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Thanks, Kathy.
1: So last week we talked about investing small amounts of money or micro investing. And this week we're discussing the idea of lending out money in small amounts or micro lending can also be called micro loans or micro credit. And this is where entrepreneurs can apply for small loans to grow their businesses. This socially conscious way of lending is a great way to help those who want to borrow money at generally reasonable interest rates from lots of people who pool their money.
0: The way this works is that borrowers who have a little bit of money or maybe not such great credit can borrow money from these lending companies. This all started in 1976 with Muhammad Yuni. He started a bank to lend out money to Bangladeshi women, and they were making and selling baskets. This micro-lending phenomenon, though, has spread to many other countries. has an incredible repayment rate of the loans of 95%.
1: These loans earn the lender a profit, but also provide funds to reduce poverty and support small businesses. The loans can be anywhere from $25 to $1,000, but in the U.S., Small Business Administration says anything under $50,000 could be a microloan with an average of about $13,000.
0: You can either lend or borrow money at websites like Kiva. Lending Club, Prosper. And you can browse through those sites for ideas on what you would like to invest in. And then with as little as $25, you can pay them with a bank, a credit card, or PayPal. So you're giving them a small amount of money and then they can invest it, pool it together with other people's money to provide larger loans to people that apply for them.
1: Then the website takes the money and provides it in whatever way the borrower can access it in their home country. Then, like any loan, they repay the loan with interest. However, some lenders do offer non-interest loans. These lenders also provide coaching to a borrower on how to run a successful business.
0: People who go and apply for these loans are only accepted if they go through some of these coaching classes so that they're aware of things that are required for them to run a small business. Maybe they hadn't thought of some things. I think that's a terrific idea also, just education yeah. in general, but I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Borrowers in the U.S. can look into their own state's small business association websites, or they can also go to these other websites that deal solely with this type of lending, these small loans. Again, there are way too many for us to list, but Kiva actually lends to humanitarian projects while Lending Club and Prosper coordinate true peer-to-peer lending. And you can read about what they offer and how they provide their money and how they decide who gets what. But you can go to their websites and see what your lending goals are and what it is that you want to do beyond just making money. You can almost relate this to GoFundMe in that you choose the project that you want to help fund and you're giving them a small amount of money to fund it. The only difference is there, you're not expecting any money back again. So you're just providing that money in exchange for whatever it is they're offering. But the same thing, they're just asking for small amounts of money from lots of people to be able to to provide their product in the market.
1: Yeah, it also reminds me of something that a lot of teachers use called Donors Choose, where a teacher can set up a project, a request for something for their classroom, like a new classroom library. And then people donate small
0: amounts of money until that project is funded. That also is another example we'll talk a little bit later about something that's tax deductible. So with donors choose, you go on, you see that there are low income schools that you might want to donate to, or there's a project that you really love, maybe it's music or something like that. You decide how much you want to donate to that project, or if you want to fund it entirely, you get the tax break for having made that donation. But you've also helped a teacher and their class get more supplies than they were able to. And in which case, maybe able to offer things like clubs or other activities that they weren't able to in the past. So since
1: these borrowers will pay a bit more for these loans, lenders have the opportunity to make more on their investment. To combat the inherent risk of these loans, you can lend to dozens of different borrowers to spread out your risk, yet help others and keep the ability for greater returns. Prosper states that their best borrowers will pay 6%, while the most risky could be up to 31.9%. Prosper has lent $17 billion and Lending Club $50 billion, and they make their money from origination and management fees of the loans that are added
0: to the borrower's interest rate. If you want to be a borrower, the critical thing is to come out with a well-thought-out business plan. It's going to catch the eye of a lender. And... Since the borrower's creditworthiness is already less than perfect, you want to have that great plan. Otherwise, you would have gotten the loan or they would have gotten the loan through a bank. That enthusiastic plan and details is enough. The bottom line here is the intent of the loan is the story for these lenders. And that is unique in this arrangement that you are sort of selling your business in what it is you're providing. And then people make donations based on that.
1: Cabbage, with a K, states that these loans may be used to buy the most basic of needs for the startup. So, for instance, that could be inventory and supplies, payroll or training, seasonal expenses, or even marketing or a new campaign. And these are often for minorities, women, veterans, freelancers, consultants, or sole proprietors.
0: This all sounds great so far, but clearly there are some risks that you need to think about. And the risks are really for... The borrower, you need to be aware that you're going to be getting small amounts of loans. You're not going to get huge loans to start up a major company. Your interest rates are probably going to be higher. Again, that's why you're applying for these types of loans. And so that means your payments might last longer than a more traditional loan. There could be restrictions put upon you on what you can spend your money on. And sometimes the loans can take anywhere from 60 to 90 days to actually process to be able to get your funds.
1: We found some really great examples of success stories as we were looking into this. So one example is of a gentleman who borrowed $360 in Africa and bought three trucks to carry water to his village where he sells it. In Colombia, a man borrowed $95, and then he could open a store in the refugee camp he lives in. He later built a home and now has a successful butcher shop.
0: You know, right here in the U.S., uh, there was a woman who took out a $10,000 loan. I'm noticing the dollar amount difference there between the uh, other countries in the U.S. But she was able to buy more inventory with this loan. Her jewelry and perfume business provides charity to others and work for women, despite the owner being legally blind and spoke no English when she first got here. Also in the U.S., after Hurricane Katrina, a man moved his family to San Antonio, Texas and borrowed $4,265. And then he was able to start serving Cajun food and began his own charity food program himself.
1: These loans can make a huge difference in a borrower's life with statistically a low risk to lenders. Could this be one of your financial plans for investing?
0: How about you, Kathy? Could you see yourself doing this? You know, the more I looked into this, the more I'm seriously considering doing it. Again, you can give as little as $25 and you decide on the amount, you decide on the frequency, then you can start choosing some projects or you're just giving them the money to put towards projects that they would like to do. I like the idea. I think, again, it's that perception of a low risk, where the more money you're putting into, they're putting it into many different borrowers' hands. And with their returns of 95% on, on the loans, by having the loans repaid, your personal risk seems to be lower. Because you know if you have 10 different projects going, even if one of them for some reason defaulted, you have the other nine that are coming in to repay on it. So it's seriously worth considering. Yeah, definitely. I also started reading more about something called Grameen America. And if I mispronounce that, I apologize. It is a nonprofit lender which operates under a 501c3. And basically what you're doing there is you're donating your money. You're not giving this as a loan. You're donating it. It is tax deductible. And the, they give out these loans to borrowers in small increments. And then again, you get to choose whether you're giving them this money as a general investment account or as an IRA. And if you choose it the first one, the general investing, then that's going to give you taxable growth and you'll have easy access to your finances. You can pull the money back out again as it grows, or you can put it in an IRA account, which will be tax deferred, but you can use that towards your retirement planning. So by donating to this 501c3, You are getting a tax break either now or when you take it out, but you're also lending money that's going to go to small businesses and helping them.
1: This company was the first peer-to-peer lending platform in the U.S., and you can choose the risk you're willing to take and see the return opportunities available with each. So like a lot of things, the higher the risk, the higher the return, and the lower the risk, the lower the return. Currently, the high interest rate is 10.78%, and the low interest rate is 5.48%. Some states don't allow these loans as a lender and some others and some others require a minimum annual income before allowing you to lend. So for instance, one state where $70,000 gross income and $70,000 net worth is required before they'll let you lend.
0: What do you think? Is this something you're
1: interested in now? Well, I don't know, but I have to say that I am really like it's it's really exciting to hear the stories of other people's successes and to just realize that you don't always need a ton of money to get like a small business started you you might just need a small loan on on something very specific that can really get the ball rolling and and help your business take off so it's it's cool to know that these options are out there
0: Actually, that's a great point. Not only that you might only need a small amount to start your own business, but that you can give a small amount and be very impactful in someone's life. You don't have to be a millionaire to change somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Thanks for listening to Finances and Micro Lending. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider. Share your favorite episode with a friend that will make all of us happy. <laughs> Finally, consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find us more easily. Please let us know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like us to cover by going to our website at financesand.net and leaving us a message there. You can find infographic Graphics on the website and right here in our show notes. Finances Ann does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation.